Welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. We hope that it helps you become a strong and passionate follower of Jesus Christ. For more information, you can head to our website at www.hillschurch.com.au. Enjoy this week's message. Christos Anesti means Christ as risen. Yeah. And um, it's pretty awesome because for years, uh, when I gave my life to Jesus in the 80s, I got to celebrate sort of two Easter's, you know. There was the Easter uh, before Greek Easter, and then there was Greek Easter, and we loved that as well. And, uh, and they did it well. There's no doubt they did it well. We ate well, and we celebrated well. But um, as years have gone on, and serving God the way that we have, Christmas and, and Easter always has rich meaning each year. You never, ever, ever get tired of it. It's just a wonderful thing. You know, this is three years. We haven't been able to gather like this on a Sunday to celebrate Easter. Look, hey, that's pretty amazing. And we're here today to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, this is what Easter's all about. It really is. It's about our God and how much he loves you and how much he gave to you and I. He has risen, Christos Anesti. Matthew 28, verse 1 to 6 In the NLT, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they all fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was laying. What an incredible scripture. He is not here. Go quickly, it goes on to say, and tell the disciples. That really depicts what we would call the Great Commission. What we have heard, what we have seen, what we have received in Jesus Christ. I pray that we're encouraged today, no matter where you're going after today, after this service with family, celebrating that you don't just keep it to yourself, but that you could celebrate and share the difference that Jesus Christ has made in your life with love, kindness, and care. I want to tell you, that's exactly what people need around us. They need the peace of Christ, and he is the one that has made all the difference difference we have victory in Christ because he reigns victorious you know I had a message that I was going to share today but I I felt was inappropriate so just hang in there for a couple of weeks but you know what let's not move away from the center of what should be happening today the center of this message today is Jesus Christ his death, burial, and resurrection. And that's what we're celebrating today. That's who we are celebrating. And he is the one that has restored us. He is the one who has forgiven us. And if you, you, know, you haven't met him today, you're gonna have the opportunity to meet him today in Jesus' name. He has spoken to us. He's restored us. And with a world that is shaking, with a world that is unstable, with a world that has no idea what it's doing, I wanna tell you that is passing away, but there is a kingdom that is not passing 
is passing away. It is the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is sure. He is stable. He is risen. And he loves you. Turn to the person next to you in an appropriate way and say, I love you in Jesus. <laughs> that got you going a little bit. Everyone's going, what do I do with that? What do I do? I said, in Jesus, all right? In Jesus, in Jesus. Victory. No other event has impacted the world so much as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what really sets us apart as followers of Christ. You go to the tomb and Jesus is not there. Nicholas said it appropriately. He is seated at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding for you and I. He is King and King, Kings of King, Lord of Lords forever. This suffering servant Jesus sacrificed himself to pay the price for our sin. And let me just pause there. It sometimes it doesn't sound very politically correct to use that term, but we are in church today. And we celebrate the reason why we have Easter is because Jesus took upon himself our sin. He took upon himself our ransom so we could be free. Everybody say free. That we could be forgiven and we could be all that God has called us to be. Jesus rose from the tomb and gives new life to all who come to him. New life? Who needs something new today? New life life, the power of his resurrection. Rick Warren, in, the, uh, in an article that he wrote, the resurrection of Jesus changed everything, said four short things. The first thing he said, Jesus never wrote a book. And yet there are more books written about Jesus than any other subject in the world. How incredible is that? The second thing, Jesus never composed a song. But there is more music written about Jesus Christ than any other subject, bar none in history. The church is alive and well. Jesus Christ is the king. Third thing, Jesus never traveled more than a few hundred miles from where he was born. Yet, you can find followers of Jesus in every nook and cranny of the planet. The fourth thing, the gospel spread because you know why it spread? Because it is good news. The good news. Everyone say good news. good news. It is good news. The resurrection power of God brings freedom. We are free and forgiven. I love the scripture that we read out today and on Friday. It was great to celebrate Good Friday together. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Can I just say to you today, simply as simply as I could put it and yet so profound in its meaning, that God loves you. Everybody in the middle here, look at me. God loves you. That's why he sent Jesus to die and that's why Jesus rose again to set us free so we could be in relationship with God. He loves you. Over here today, so simply put and yet so profoundly impacting that God loves you. Despite you've had experiences where people have let you down, 
where people have said something and not followed it up and where you've been disappointed and hurt, I want to tell you God's love towards you is pure. It is wonderful. He loves you in Christ. Over here today for every person, over here today is simply put and yet so profoundly true that God loves you. That's why Jesus died and that's why Jesus rose again for you to have life and have a relationship with God. That is the good news. That is the gospel. So while, before I go any further, could I just have every eye closed here today just for a moment. I read a scripture out that says, For God so loved the world that he gave, that whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. There's another scripture that says, If you were just to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And I would like to take the opportunity, I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer for those that may have never prayed this prayer before. It's a prayer where we come to Jesus. It's a prayer where we open our heart to God. It's a prayer where we ask God to forgive us in his son Jesus. That's why he died. That's why he rose again, that we could be forgiven of our sin and yet be in a relationship with God for now and all of eternity. The Bible says if you were just to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And for the sake of those individuals that might be here for the first time or you've been coming for weeks and you haven't made your peace with God or you might want to come back to God, I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask every person to pray this prayer with me today, especially those that might be praying this for the very first time. Would you all follow me as I pray? Lord Jesus, I thank you today that you died for me, you rose again for me, and that you love me. I ask you today to forgive me of all my sin. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Saviour. Help me to live for you. I pray in your name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the very first time, well, congratulations. Please don't rush off today. I would like to personally say hello to you and to pray for you. That would be a wonderful thing. And we just want to just thank God for every person that has just recommitted and just made their peace with God. Can you give him a great hand of praise? You see, from that point, we shared that this event that is true, that took place years and years ago, changed the course of history. Jesus came and we are forgiven. And now, right now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you've prayed it, you know, you've come back to the Lord and just maybe, you know, you've just been reminded. I don't want to tell you, we have a preferred future in Jesus Christ. In John eleven twenty five to 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she replied, Lord, I do believe. You just got to believe in your heart today, no matter where the world is going and where the world is ending and the things that we're praying on, the things that we're praying through. It is devastating to see lives being lost, wars happening around us in this world. It is devastating. And yet we are called to pray, to lift them up. I don't have all the answers, but I tell you right now that God for his followers has a preferred future. 
And it's not just for now, but it's also for eternity. And he loves you and I. 1 Peter 1, 3 to 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his grace, great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Everybody say expectation. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. You know, when I pray for people, people in Ukraine and different parts of the world on a daily level, I'm just amazed by the stories that I hear, the, the strength of people. I, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, and yet God extends grace to us. I can't really appreciate that unmerited favor. I can't really appreciate when you're in the depths of something and when you're going through crisis or trauma, how somehow God just extends his grace towards you. It doesn't mean you don't do anything. It doesn't mean you don't help. You, don't, you do whatever you can to help. That's what we're here to do. But I'm just amazed to hear the resilience of especially those that know the Lord that just, just walk in his grace. Would you today just walk in his grace? He loves you, even if you might say, I don't know if I can do this, Lord. No, yes, you can, because he is victorious. Revelations, the last scripture, 117. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and the grave. What a mighty God we serve. And lastly, he holds all things. Doesn't he? He holds all things. And you know, there's a scripture that we pretty much declare every weekend. This is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to choose and rejoice and be glad in it. Today, that scripture just talks about that we are in the creative hand of God, and right now, He holds you. He holds you in the palms of His hand. Do you know that He's all-knowing? He's all-powerful. There's nothing impossible for Him. And when you go home today, when no one else is looking, when you know all those thoughts that go through your mind, those things that, that are just taking place in your life, the, the things you're praying through, the things that you're facing, the, the challenging things, even some of the troublesome things, all those things are real. We're, we're not immune to those things. These things are going to take place in our life. We're not going to be totally, totally free of those things until we meet Jesus face to face. That is the truth. And yet, Jesus is on the mountaintop and Jesus is in the valley and he's also in the between. And I had a good friend of mine say, faith is where it starts from the beginning. It starts with Jesus, ends with Jesus and everything in between is Jesus. And he loves you. Amen. Father, we thank you today. We honor you. We bless you. You're a wonderful God. And we thank you on this Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate, we praise you and thank you for everything you've done. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. The team's going to come up and I think Sandra.